So we got a little bit of a different setting today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the same spirit. The same spirit. The same for spirit sure. for sure. Yes. Ethan, you got anything you'd like to say about drums? Uh, I can't beat anything that's been said a <laughs> hundred times on this podcast. So. And, uh, you know, I want to, I just want to call out Warren real quick because Ethan actually listens to the podcast. <laughs> I believe you said earlier, he is our key demographic. He is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's cover a couple of things real quick. First of all, as we said in our last uh, couple episodes, the air conditioner is broken where we typically record. Yes. It's not actually any cooler where we're at now. <laughs> That's because I'm too cheap to keep the air conditioning on <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> but this is your office at the church. It is. Um, and we chose this specifically to show off just how... Many books I haven't read. That's right. And how intellectual you are. Um, so that explains the setting. And yeah. I've, I've already said hello to Ethan, but let's do a proper introduction. Would you like to tell us who you are and, uh, and you know, anything else you think is pertinent? Uh, well, my name is Ethan. Uh Grew up in Wisconsin, living in St. Louis as a Cubs fan. Took my hat off just for the I the actually podcast. saw you took that. I was kind of glad. <laughs> well, that, plus, it was so hot. Oh, like, man. Well, <laughs> um, it, it's the World Series hat. I won't get another one for 100 years. Yeah, can't that's, right, that's right. That's uh, why we give you a pass on that. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, married, have a wonderful wife of almost 12 years and yeah. an 11-year-old son. That's um, awesome. That's really about it. That's interesting that I won't get into later. Okay. We'll, we'll hear about the rest of his oh, story. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's been a it's just been a plain life, and that's what we're going to talk about <laughs> just for an hour. Yeah. Just a plain life. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, Ethan, we're glad that you're here. Not just because you're a fan of the show and a demographic, and and I say fan liberally, uh, but, <laughs> but we've actually known you for a while. Uh, you know, we used to work together and uh, had some crazy times, and. Uh, you know, we started this podcast and you reached out and was like, hey, I'm listening, um, said some nice things. So thank you for that. Gave um, us about like $30, I think is how he gave us to get uh, on here today. Yeah. He, well, yeah somewhere the, around there. Don't 35. run the card yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to get a new, new, uh, new number there. That. But you Might can, be expired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can also get it on the podcast for four easy payments. <laughs> for four easy payments. That's yeah. right. Uh, directly to me, by the yeah. way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get your cut from me. Oh, thanks, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm still looking for the, for Ethan's. Yeah, no, he is. He is actually one of the first people that like. I don't even know how did how did you find out? I mean, like, did you just happen to run across? Tim, how did you find out about that we were doing this podcast? Uh, Tim and I have been connected on the social media. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. socials. Yeah, yeah. Kept up on stuff you, like that. When you see Tim, you scream social media. <laughs> He's about as social media as Ron Swanson. It's like, why does this know everything about me? He still sends strongly worded letters. Dear Canada. Stop. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. So, and we joked about it, but, you know, that you were exact, not you personally, mm -hmm. but, like, this was the idea I had when we kind of lift, lifted this off the ground was... Like, let's have a podcast for people um, to kind of dive deeper into their own Christianity, explore some of the things that they came from, and and hopefully go further together. Um, and, uh, and so I've really appreciated you, you know, reaching out. And um, one of the things we wanted to do from the get-go mm -hmm. was have some opportunities for testimonies. Yes. And so when you reached out, 
like it was immediately just kind of a connection of this is probably going to be an episode that we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you're here. You're here to talk about uh, kind of where God led you from, what he led you through. Uh, we've got some interesting similarities with some of our previous guests, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yep. Um, but but I'm excited for us to, to get started. So um, any any other opening words we need to get out of the way, Brandon? As far as I know, no, nothing. No? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. you know, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, yeah. I don't think we've ever... Have we we've, ever I don't think we've ever said, <laughs> said that. that. <laughs> Only if the Lord leads. Give give them a five-star <laughs> yeah, five-star <laughs> Anything that's other? Right. That's right. Anything <laughs> other, shoot us an email oh. at wedontcare.com. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Ethan, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about where you come from and uh, kind of what got you started on your journey. All right. Um, well, I was born and raised going to church, you know, uh, I, I was born on a Sunday and I think by the next Sunday or the Sunday after my mom was always told me I was in church. And, uh, the thing that didn't seem unusual to me growing up is it was a oneness Pentecostal church, mm. uh, holiness, um, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so I very involved, um, all the youth things. Uh, my school was a Pentecostal school, so it was mostly kids from the church. Uh, <laughs> my graduating class had six people in it, <laughs> which was the biggest in the history of almost 20 years of the school. That's incredible. <laughs> Attendance was booming that year. <laughs> yes, right. yes. Um, and I, I was planning a track to go into the ministry in the Pentecostal church. Um, I went to a Bible college here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. It was in North County. That's what brought me to St. Louis Mm -hmm. as a Cubs fan. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, because clearly you couldn't like the Brewers up there in in Wisconsin. Well, they were DH DH back then. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we could go down this road, but they were American League. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's not real baseball. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And uh, was in Bible college, uh, did the things that I was always taught to do. You know, I was... uh, um, well, let me let me just stop and, and talk a little bit about the beliefs, if if that's okay. Yeah, so, some yeah. of the things in the in the belief system that I was raised um, was very heavily taken, just mostly from Acts two thirty eight is, mm-hmm. is the big verse that is quoted a lot, um, a lot of times misquoted, but I can get into that another time. But um, <laughs> you know, I was raised thinking that salvation was three steps: you had to repent. You had to be baptized in Jesus' name, not in titles or anything else, and you mm-hmm. had to speak in tongues, and uh, that was the only plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. So wow. I, I'm completely sold out to this. Um, it was very legalistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, anything I say, I don't want to sound like I'm bitter or angry. It, it's sure. not that. It's it, I, I understand where all this comes from. I just... We'll get to how I feel different. Would you say you also couldn't show your wrists in public? <laughs> no, I, I you could have uh, oh, you could. short sleeves. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, yes. thank yep. goodness. I couldn't have But a collar, shorts. obviously collars. <laughs> no collars, but I couldn't have shorts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No shorts. Okay. You know. And you're you you told us earlier the first pair of shorts you got was sometime in my twenties, twenty three. Living life, man. <laughs> Just living life in his twenties with his shorts. Um <laughs> the freedom he felt. I mean, I know how my calves are probably <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh that's why when we did work together, I think I wore shorts every day 
that I, I came to work. Taking advantage of it right. as much as you could. <laughs> Middle of December. So, <laughs> so when you were growing up, and, and I'm assuming this was in Wisconsin. Where, where, yeah. So it was it was that kind of church that was like um, skirts and stuff like that Skirts. Then? Okay. Um, the women uh, don't cut their hair. Mm. Um, uh, even trimming would be considered. See, he's taking a page out of that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys have a little discussion about that? The, about like, cutting head, hair? Head coverings and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm, oh, I'm sure we talk about it all the time, I'm sure. Anyway. Being idiots, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there, there's, I, I, you know, I'm, again, not trying to disrespect any beliefs that I was raised in, just give you guys information. Sure, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I went to Bible college thinking I'm going to be a minister someday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of followed along with what I was told is the path, you know? Sure. <laughs> like, and up to that point, was it like a positive experience? Yeah, and yeah. Th- there was, there was things that I questioned even as a teen. I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> Tim probably knows this more than anyway. I- I've always been this person that doesn't always just go along with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of the things that in my time knowing you that I both admire and can't stand is. <laughs> It's your, it's not a combative nature, but it's a confrontational. Like yes. you thrive in confrontation in a way that I know I could never. Uh, but to your credit, unless you're talking about sports, you typically do it in love and grace. You know? Okay, Tim, you have to give me a little credit being in Wisconsin as a Bears fan growing up. That's got to be rough. Yeah, it, how far away were for you? Were you from Chicago? Okay, my my dad's barbershop is in downtown of my hometown, Beloit, Wisconsin, and okay. it is three blocks from Illinois. Okay, yeah. that makes it's, sense. Because yeah, I'm like, how can you be from Wisconsin and like border town? Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. I'm like, okay, yep, makes yeah. makes more sense. I'm my like, ancestors I'm Bears are fan? from Kenosha, which is okay. right on the lake, just north of. Okay, that makes that yeah. makes sense. So, well. But but even if you have questions, like there's something um, great about being a part of a community and feeling accepted. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we all go through. Th- times like that and sometimes that allows us to look past some of our questions too yeah right um so the the biggest thing uh that looking back i didn't question as much but uh the church i grew up in does not believe in the trinity Mm. okay um they would say that jesus is the old testament god then wrapped himself in flesh and then when ascended to heaven came back as as the holy ghost is is how it would be described and it's modalism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Modalism, <laughs> oneness. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the organization will argue that, but sure. Looking back, like I don't know how you say it any differently. It's modalism. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> totally makes sense. Sure. Yep. Um, I'm going to cover this real quick. Is you might hear some additional voices in the background if you're listening. Another reason why we're here today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know we've got the young adult ministry, and we're upstairs in this. We're not in the typical we're not in our typical space because there's something going on down there right there's well, something going on behind us there's something going on in front of us there's things all over the place right now why so. is this, this this church is made for podcasting and podcasting only <laughs> that's right so we need to get this thing how, together Brandon. how dare they do ministry in, in, <laughs> in the, the lord's church. house that's right church. that's right so you will hear some others but um but so so coming out to get back to to where you were at so coming out of that going into college it was even even in the. I guess the question I have for you is: Where how were those questions as you were thinking them as you were getting older? Were you vocalizing them? Were they being received? Were you just kind of suppressing them, or what? I was mostly kind of suppressing them. Oh. Um, 
there were a few people that I knew that I could have honest conversations with. And sure. there, you know, there were people in my life at that time where I couldn't talk to at all about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to this Bible college hoping to get some more firm answers and more. And in some ways I did. Sure. Um, and in some ways, uh, I just met a future wife. And <laughs> that's a, got that MR degree. <laughs> yeah, check that off. That's right. That's um, right. Ring by spring, baby. That's right. But uh, once again, I was in one of these places where I was the one that didn't fit in. And, sure. and uh, that was hard at the time because I felt like I was, you know, for, for things that I didn't even think were biblical, I was kind of looked at as an outsider sure. um, by my fellow classmates and some of the leadership. But... You know, I was like, okay, I've always just kind of been this guy. And uh, the questions were there, but I just kind of pushed them down. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, when you're raised from a young age to believe something, it's it takes a lot to, to rock that belief. Sure, yeah, sure. Do you feel like in college they – I know you kind of were hoping that they would give you answers or things. Do you feel like you got, like, answer answers or do you feel like you got, like, responses? As in, like, do you feel like they were, like – here's the here's the the proper answer to your question you know what i mean like here's the response if someone were to ask you this question here's what you would say to like did you get that or did you get like well the bible says this this how did how did that happen um it was more kind of kind of what you're saying the first way like okay this is this is a question that might come up from traditional orthodox christianity this is why we don't believe that or why you you can say that that's not true so it really didn't i guess i I only asked that to say like when you went to college it didn't necessarily help you rationalize any answers as much as it just gave you the answers and said here here's your here's your book like (laughs) okay and i've always been a you know a question asker why (laughs) not one to read the book yeah I, I worked for a guy once that I, I know I drove him nuts because I'd ask questions. Why <laughs> Why do we have to do this? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Why anyway. can't we wear flip-flops? I'm still asking that question. <clears throat> Why um, are we not supposed to climb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That guy must have hated us. Pray for me. <laughs> um, so what happens after? You get to college. You meet uh, your wife. Yep. I was there a year and a half. Um, and I left... Uh, a semester before she graduated, mm-hmm. she was older than me. Um, went to a small town in Illinois to go to, uh, you know, the secular college route, um, mm-hmm. and got married. And I was the youth pastor in this mm-hmm. small church in Illinois. I think we had three kids in the youth group. Um, Pretty typical, like move on the church's part is get somebody like fresh out of college and throw them into the youth ministry. Yep. yep. And the <laughs> pastor was an older gentleman. Uh, very kind-hearted and misguided in a lot of ways, but <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, he it didn't have the, kind-hearted. Though. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have the energy, and so he was like, "Who can we get that has the energy to deal with these three kids?" Well, <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of an aside, but like that has always boggled my mind. Is you've got you've got your most vulnerable. influential <laughs> and vulnerable people in the church, and you're like. Let's get the unproven, fresh out of Bible college. Cause, cause Let's get the guy that's still got a lot of questions and no experience. That's right. Yeah. Let's get him in charge of these people that yeah. are about to make huge decisions on their lives. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I was. I was there. I was, you know, doing what we, you know, it wasn't a super active, you know, position sure. or anything. But uh, a little less than two years into marriage, um, my first wife just told me that she was having questions moved out. Um, and at the same time I was looked at as the, the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not saying I wasn't part of the problem. Sure. I was 21, 22 years old. I was not a good husband. I'm still not the best husband all the time. <laughs> if my wife listens to this, she'll, right. yeah. <laughs> she'll agree. Yeah. Um, In the comments, she's just like, what do you mean was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was pretty much asked to step down. Mm. Um, I had family members question, you know, were you abusive or you know, like, and to me, that was, it was just a time that just rocked my life. I, I, looking back, it seems so foggy and stuff. I don't really, but, uh, I went out the night that she packed up and left with her parents. Uh, she was Canadian. Uh, hmm. oh, wow. So Ron yeah. Swanson. Ron Swanson. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, I went out with the guys from work mm-hmm. and I started a few years where I just, I partied and I, I never, never felt like I didn't believe in God. I never felt like there wasn't some sure. truth to Christianity. I just really, a lot of these questions I had had for years. And mm-hmm. again, I don't want to get into a lot of specifics because I sure. talk about doctrine for six hours in here. Sure, but, sure. Um, well, we'll break it up into a series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I like to do. Eight weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just make sure the air is on next week. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, no, but I, I walked away from being part of a church. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I met another female, mm-hmm. uh, we were good friends, uh, lived together with her before marriage, uh, things that I wouldn't, you know, recommend, recommend mm-hmm. doing sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's what brought me back to St. Louis as we came mm-hmm. here, we got married. Um, and right, that's about the time I met Tim Yeah, <laughs> the first time we worked together. Yeah. And, uh, and then that marriage didn't last very long either. Mm. Um, we were good friends. There was nothing like, <laughs> like real conflict. It just, we weren't, we weren't meant to be together. Sure. Sure. Um, again, getting into the relationship the wrong way, uh, didn't help. Deal. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so I was back at square one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, still have a lot of questions. Felt like uh, a lot of the way I was raised is, you know, if you follow God's plan, you'll be blessed. If right. you do, yeah. if you don't sin, you'll be blessed. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I said. When right, I, that's why we don't need Jesus. You know? right. so, con- yeah. Everything's conditional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that wasn't what they were trying to show sure. me, but that was what was instilled in my mind. It's sure, like, sure. I did what I was supposed to do. I was, you know, I went to Bible college. I was a youth pastor. Why? And and uh, so I thought, okay, I'll try this again. And I did go back to a Pentecostal church. Uh, 2009, 10 area. Okay. Um, and I was trying to get back involved, um, with that church. Um, were you involved with any churches before then? After, so between your first wife and, and where you're at in your story now, mm-hmm. did you go or were you just kind of like, forget this? Like uh, not forget God, but like, I don't need church. No, I always, I, I always had this like need for community. Sure, 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 sure. And yeah. I, I've heard that from a lot of even Christians that have you 100%, know, yeah. completely walked away and then I'm still friends with, like they right. miss the community. Mm-hmm, they miss yeah. that that brother. Why are atheists or, so buddy-buddy? Because buddy, <laughs> they still need a community. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of people leave for yeah. a different community. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's exactly. Yeah. One that lifts them up the way they think they need to be lifted or up. Or want to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, tried a, a larger church in the area. Sure. We, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there is nothing wrong with that church. No. Like they, they were actually very like loving, welcoming, uh, actually did like marriage counseling very for cool. my second marriage through that church. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, my, my second wife was trying to kind of be involved for me. She, she wasn't like a anti believer or a believer. She was kind of sure. like, you know, whatever. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, so yeah, I had some stints in, but to me, every church I went to is like, well, they believe in the Trinity. Right. And I was raised to think if you believe in the Trinity, there's no way you can really be saved. Right. Again, right. not my place to judge, but <laughs> right. you can't be saved. Bold statement. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Let's see if it pans out. <laughs> so yeah, All right. Pans out, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I tried going back uh, late, late 2009, 10 area. Mm-hmm. Um, and through a friend mm-hmm. I met who is now my current wife, Katie, mm-hmm. uh, Love you. Uh, <laughs> and I was, I was attending church, but I, and I, you know, was trying to, you know, do what I was supposed to do, but I was still kind of living the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And our son ended up on the way. <laughs> Funny story. He was born. Uh, we met on March 5th, 2011, and my son was born on March 4th, 2012. <laughs> okay. And it was a leap year, so 365 <laughs> days to the day. <laughs> wow. I met her at like 6.40 in the morning, and he was born at like 7.13 or something, 7.11. So it was almost exactly one year to the hour oh, uh, from meeting meeting my wife. Um, my wife was raised Catholic uh, and didn't really have a belief in God at all. She would have... She, she actually did tell me she was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got married before our son was born, mm-hmm. um, which, side note, I worked at UPS for almost 21 years, and I decided to get married in December yeah. as a UPS employee. Yeah, thankfully, that's oh, not a busy man. season for UPS at all. Yeah. <laughs> so my first 10 anniversaries, I was at work. Anyway. <laughs> I can relate to that a little bit because uh, I worked in retail and got married the first weekend in August. No, and the first weekend right. in August in Missouri Look, is tax-free weekend. Is tax that's right. Yeah. And if you work retail, you work that weekend. Oh, you must. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I really, you know, now I have a son mm-hmm. and I'm feeling more responsibility and towards, towards him being, you know, led in the faith. Not, sure. Yeah. I still wasn't responsible to him. Those. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you weren't concerned about yourself, but now you need to know that he's going to get what he needs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I pushed to, to check out churches in the area. Mm-hmm. We lived, uh, we lived in Shaw neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So there's several you know, churches that sure. would have been very convenient to go to. And uh, Katie was very against it. Um, our biggest fight that I can remember was because my son at about two, two and a half was singing Jesus Loves Me. Mm-hmm. And she was just so mad that he even knew that song. Mm-hmm. And we just, police ended up at our house. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> but it really, that really kind of came back to a, a, a feeling, though, of like, are you trying to indoctrinate our child? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, let me ask you this. Did you share your story with her of church? So like, did she have an idea of like what you went through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, cause some of that could also be like, I don't want right. what you just talked about to happen to this guy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. 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 And, and there were many times where, you know, she told me I could say anything and she wouldn't get mad at me. So let's test that out. No, but she had, she would accuse me of wanting to be Pentecostal. Mm. And there was parts of me that did, you know, sure, I, I wanted sure. to go back to this, what, what was familiar to me and what was, mm. and 
And that's what I was striving for. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I can get her to dip her toe in the water here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and, and so she would accuse me of that. And, and there probably was some, I mean, I wasn't like plotting, but there was probably some subconscious. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and. Well, you've kind of admitted though, that's, I mean, it's what you wanted. You, yeah. And, and that was the community that you were fond of and remembered. And yeah. And in the back of your mind, like this was the right this is what I was taught was right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's hard to like, to be a part of that community, grow up in that community to be, even though you, you're always been weird, but you know, even, (laughs) even though you were a little bit weird, you were still a part of the community. And then to have that community flip and turn on you and be like, what's your, like push you away. And like there, there's that weird, like psychology of that. That's kind of like, but I, I want to be a part of you guys, you know, like there's like, like, you know, it's like the playing hard to get kind of thing. And so I, I totally, I totally get that. Like you're looking for community, the community that you knew and loved growing up was all, was the only thing you had in your life that was anywhere remotely near what you consider to be a positive community. Mm -hmm. And now you're trying to find that community, but, but you're like, but there's not, this isn't all positive. So like, where do I belong? Yeah. Well, and another part that I haven't really even touched on is it's, a very charismatic, mm-hmm. uh, upbringing, you know, a, yeah. a lot of, a lot of feelings and emotions and church services and conferences that would just get you so pumped up and feeling so good. Mm-hmm. And I missed that a lot of times, like sure. that, that yeah. spiritual high <laughs> that, mm-hmm. yeah. that people try to, to chase after. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's part of that. Um, I mean, I've thought of that before, but it hadn't occurred yeah, to me sure. in a long time. Yeah. But, For sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also nostalgia built into that, right? Like, you know, like that's, there's there's something comforting in mm-hmm. that. And yeah, I, I totally, yeah. And yeah. that doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I think, I think you, like that is what the church should provide is those spiritual highs. Not necessarily like manufactured, mm-hmm. but like you, sh- there should be something about the church community that is attractive and appealing in a way that the world can't even explain. And that's like what you're, that's like what you were facing was like, I don't know how to explain this, but like our son needs this. Yeah. (laughs) Even, (laughs) even though I told you it's not good, I promise it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, uh, so I remember a time soon after that, that big fight Mm -hmm. and I was trying to just myself, uh, pray more, you know, read, read books, read the Bible more, try to study. Mm -hmm. And I just felt a real strong conviction that I don't need to study to try to convince Katie. Mm -hmm. I just needed to be a loving husband and love her the way that Christ loves the church. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that might've been part of it. Uh, God (laughs) was a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I am not an easy person to deal with a lot of times, as Tim will tell you. Uh, and uh, we're praying for you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to go home. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. she is home. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's a lot of amazing things that happened in this time period, and the the one thing that I anytime I talk about my testimony, I like to to speak about is how many people spoke into my life Mm -hmm. in a very gentle, loving way, even though they, you know, being followers of Orthodox Christianity Mm -hmm. would believe that I have beliefs that aren't correct. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, 
I never had anybody arguing with me or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like trip me up or anything. It was mm-hmm. always asking questions and just responding with a question from the Bible. Sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, there was a guy that I worked with the UPS, uh, Still one of my Who one knows of my what group that is. That's Sorry, a, that's another church group. Again, guys, this is an active church. Yeah, so come be a part of it. <laughs> We're very. We apologize for for our ministry. Yeah. Continue. Yes. Um, a uh, guy named Steve. He he's still a good friend of mine, and he he mentored me both at work and mm-hmm. was there as a like a spiritual mentor, even though he wasn't like actively trying to convince me or anything. He just sure. asked questions and was there for me. Um, I was once at a coffee shop uh, over by the SLU campus, Cafe Ventana, rest in peace. Oh, anyway. oh, is that gone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a C.S. Lewis book, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just got to look at you, Rowdy. He's a big C.S. Lewis fan. Okay. Yeah. Not, not so much the books, more the movies. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't one of the fiction books, actually. <laughs> I actually have some of his books over there, I think. So, yeah, maybe we uh, could give one. I think read. it was Mere Christianity, actually. Yeah, oh, that's and, a good one. That's and, a real good and one. And was, it was actually helping me a lot. And sure. This was, yeah. this was in the period I was married at the time, um, or dating maybe Katie at the mm-hmm. time. We had a child on the way. And uh, a guy just struck up a conversation with me. He was going to Concordia Seminary. Mm, okay. Um, He's now a Lutheran minister down in Texas. What an interesting conversation that was. Yeah, and, I bet. And he actually invited me to class. Very cool. And it was the first time. It was a class on Revelation. So I'm like, oh, oh, well, this is wow. Safe. <laughs> Let me teach you guys something. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is safe because they're not going to talk about the Trinity sure, or yeah, yeah. you know oneness. Sure. I don't have to you know sit there and feel like it. But I had never heard some of these things about like everything I had heard, and I'm not again. Revelation is something I know you can go so many different mm. directions. I'm not saying anybody's super right or super it's a wrong. podcast for another time. Yeah. But <laughs> I had never heard anything except like the Left Behind books. Like that was. Ooh. Which are very accurate. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so, is that Kirk Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was a big fan of the Omega Code. Movie. Okay. Yeah. I had that yeah. one as well. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first Left Behind. There's like six of them. So. Oh, there's like 14 books. I, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. Is it multiple left behind events or is it just perspectives of the different event? Because see, that's a different. If it's multiple left behinds, mm, I'd like to see the theology there. That's a different tribulation for a different <laughs> anyway, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but just so many people spoke a little bit into my life. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Even things that you said, Tim, like just small things. Like shut up and get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you show up on time, please. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't. I don't know at the time when we worked together. If you were where you were in your journey, um, but just like knowing that there are other people that believed around and and it's just like, it was so like at the time I didn't think of it, but looking back, it all started to culminate. And, uh, that's why I always try to encourage people. Even if you can have a five minute conversation with somebody that might put something into their life Mm -hmm. that God is going to use someday. Yeah. Planting seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so Back to, this would be 2016. Okay. Um, Cubs had not yet won the World Series. But they were life, about to. Yeah. <laughs> life was gray. Uh, <laughs> um, and his whole testimony revolves around the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, that was about a year before the Cubs won the series, and I believe, yeah. So. Anyway, um, I got home from work one day, and... Katie gave me a, there was a chocolate covered pretzel and it had an invitation to 
a church down the street I had seen. Okay. It, it literally was a different name to the street, but when it crosses Grand, it was it was August Gate Church. It's at Sydney, Minnesota at the time. Um, it's changed names now. That's another long story. But uh, they literally had a youth group come from out of town to hand out invitations to Easter service. Wow. And she's like, you know, we're planning on homeschooling Aaron, not for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it would be a good thing to get him in some sort of like Sunday school. So he has a little bit of socialization. Like, I don't want to get too involved. You know, let's she just... must be desperate for socialization. <laughs> if she says Christians, <laughs> Christians will make them normal. Right. Again, right. she lived with me. So, <laughs> so the bar was pretty loud. She's like anything to get him out of the house from this guy. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I love it. And so she's like, well, let's go on Easter. And I... Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, I'm not going to be the guy that goes on Easter for the first time. That's right. right? That's uh, right. I was so adamant against going to, to Easter service because then I figured I'd just go on Easter and then never show up. So mm-hmm. we went on Palm Sunday. Good. <laughs> and, there you go. And uh, we'll get to that, but it's been seven and a half years, and we're still going to that same building every every Sunday. That's um, awesome. It's chocolate covered pretzels, man. That is what we've been missing. <laughs> it's like, how do we grow the church? We tried everything but chocolate covered pretzels. You don't hear these ministries just busting. I know. <laughs> no. Over, over going out to hand out the chocolate pretzels. Oh, man. You got people trying to hand out yams. Yeah, that's true. We do have some people trying to hand out some yams. So, uh, but you're still in the same, at the the same location. I know the church has changed a little bit, but you're still where God planted you seven years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this, it's this, the church had an amicable division. It wasn't a split. It wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, that happened. It was planned before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then the planet, the pan, pandemic. <laughs> well, that was not, that's, that's another, <laughs> that's another topic. for another time. That was only because I said it was planned before the pandemic. Not any of my beliefs. Oh, not going to say one way or the other. Man, the comments are going to light up. Got to get the tinfoil hats for this part. Right. Um, and, and it did split pretty much immediately at that point, just because things sure worked out much quicker than the nine months they had planned. Mm. Um, but yeah, we showed up at church. Um, it was, uh, it was so interesting because the first service we were there, actually it might have been the third, but I saw one of my coworkers from UPS, mm, a okay. few, and he was actually there for a child dedication. Oh, and, very cool. That's and awesome. like his in-law or his sister-in-law, we've been in a small group with him at this point. And, you know, it was That's just so like, cool. like God put people there to make me feel comfortable, I feel. What did, what did Katie think about that? Um, I thought she was going to hate it. I thought she was going <laughs> to run away because... <laughs> Again, she was raised Catholic. Sure. Um, she had been to some... Actually, she had been to UPC churches before she knew me because she still has a very good friend who is in the UPC. Okay. Um, so she's been in that environment. Yeah. Because I know sometimes with, with, with folks who are, who are Catholic, and half of my family still to this day is Catholic, like even a church like us could be like a shock. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine like if you went to like a Pentecostal church... Whew, yeah. you know, yeah. Yep, and and uh, when we started going to August Gate, it was, it wasn't charismatic, but it sure. was very lively. Like, sure. you know, our worship, you, you know, drums, guitar. Well, uh, no, not, not drums like clearly. you guys have. Clearly, guys. <laughs> Let me just clearly, yeah. <laughs> if it didn't have drums, we'd have to question some theology. But I mean, it's not at the level that you have here on this podcast. We have, a, we have a level of drum grace <laughs> we for do. those who are who haven't achieved this level. <laughs> We're in the process of drumtification. Drumtification, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and the 
one of the pastors at the time had come out of a charismatic mm-hmm. church. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so it was a very good place for me to end up mm-hmm. because yeah. I felt comfortable with a lot of the things. The, the one thing that just took me probably six months to get used to was communion every week. Mm. Like communion was just like a once or twice a year, maybe quarterly at the most thing mm. growing up. Wow. And at first I just thought it was so weird. Anyway, really? I that's I never I never knew that. So so Pentecost, you didn't take a lot of communion? No. We was... don't we don't do we do it once a month. Like the okay. first Sunday every month is what we do here. And I'm that's not to say there is a wrong or right, but I would figure that they would be all about communion, you know? It, I, I think this is just opinion. This is not sure. I think it's more the, you know, trying to break away from what the traditional ah, church is. Sure. Oh, okay. And sure. and we don't want to have rote rituals. Yeah. And and things that we just do for for the sake of doing a ritual. Because I guess it would be, that would be kind of considered like spiritually stagnant yeah. in a way. Okay. Yep. I see that. Yeah, I yeah. can understand that now. That just never dawned on me until you said that. Huh. Um, so so what did you think about communion? I was just like, well, I, I don't know if I should take it because it, they, they fence the table well at our church. Sure. They still do, you know, and just say if you are, uh, you know, an active member in good standing, or not member, but in good standing with sure. your local church or, you know, they you're welcome to come uh, partake. Otherwise, it's just a ritual, and we'd ask you to right. just hang back. And um, So I hung back for a long time, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, what did Katie think about that? Uh, she was like, well, you communion every week. Cause right, because she's Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. She's Catholic. Yeah. yeah, for her, she's like, oh, this is kind of like home. Yeah. 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 She maybe has a, a view of it as being ritualist. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Com- she comes up with the tongue out like they do sometimes, and the guy's like, wait, no, no, we don't. That's not how we do it here. No, no, no. Yeah. You just take the bread and yeah, you dip yeah, it in the wine. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Go. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was it was like the perfect balance for me of being you know not super ritualistic, but mm-hmm. starting to to learn these you know these rhythms and, and uh, understand yeah. them a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I still was very much against the Trinity. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't. Hmm. It took me a long time. I, I, the first person I really had a conversation with at our church, uh, my buddy Matt, uh, is one of our pastors now, just became a pastor. And I still remember sitting at a Starbucks uh, right where we were, and I kind of told him that. And he just, again, one of these people that was so kind and not, he just asked me a couple of questions. And they started, you know, going around in my mind. And and uh, I don't remember the specific questions, but it took uh, probably about a year to a year and a half of me wrestling with this. And great, great pastoral leadership that was mm-hmm. always there to answer my questions or talk, talk to me biblically what what the Bible actually says. It was. Can I ask a, a strange question? I don't want it to get us too far off topic, but I'm really good at doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. um, was was it the logic behind the Trinity that was tripping you up? The tradition that you came out of that was. Tri- what do you think was really tripping you up there? Well, I mean, I know I know it's all difficult, but but what was what do you think was really motivating that? it's taken a lot for me to kind of look back at that. Uh And, and it is a, that's a great question because the Trinity, you can't logic through it. Sure. Sure. My human brain still like, I, I'm like, I, I still don't know some things. And Mm -hmm. it's so, it was so hard for me to admit that where the tradition I came out of, like, okay, we have to find a logical reason why in John 17, Jesus is praying to the father. Right, 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 right. You know, or why does Matthew twenty eight nineteen say baptize in the name of the Father, the of the Son, Son the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And, yeah. and 
the logical answer that I grew up with was, well, that's referring to one person. It's, you know, Ethan is a father, he's a son, and mm-hmm. he's a... Uh, Holy Spirit. Former <laughs> former UBS employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, a Bears fan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Cubs fan. Yeah. Um, for punch. Gotta, gotta bring it back to the Cubs yeah, fan. Yeah. You know? uh, and, and so there was that. Like, sure. Logically, like, I can think through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was still really struggling... And it actually was the scripture in John 17. I was walking down. I, I, this was, to me, uh, just kind of back up a little bit. Um, looking back, at least, I don't feel that I had true salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay? I am not saying anything about the organization I came out of. I'm not saying people can't be saved in that organization or aren't saved in that organization. Sure. My belief about where I stood mm-hmm. when I started going to the church I'm at now is I was not I was not saved. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you explain that a little bit in case there's someone listening who may be feeling the same way? So yeah, so now looking at the Bible, you need to believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. and when you don't believe in the true holy triune God, I don't believe that you're believing in Him fully. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Uh, again, uh, well, I think I, that, that tracks on a logical level is if you say you believe in Jesus, then you have to believe in the Jesus of the Bible. Right. And if you're saying, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe this, uh, like if you say, yeah, I believe, I believe in Jesus, but he wasn't born of a, he wasn't born of a virgin. Right. Like that didn't happen. Yeah. Like that, that right. you know, I, I was at the immaculate conception. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, okay. I don't, well, I don't believe in that, but I believe in Jesus. Well, you didn't, you then believe it for all, intents and purposes you believe in a different jesus well and this sounds really weird to say but i have all these really smart books behind me and dietrich bonhoeffer talks about cheap grace Mm. and like what is cheap grace and so like one of the things he talks about is like cheapening what jesus does Mm. as as cheap grace and i think for better or for worse if you are in a modalism mindset you cheapen the fact that, well, Jesus is God, right? Because it's the same guy in different forms, right? Right. It's Jesus is Jesus, then Jesus is the Spirit, and Jesus is the Father. Same guy, just different. It's like Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard. <laughs> All right? Like, that's modalism, okay? And Pokemon sense. Yeah. Um, so, so I think you cheapen what Jesus does. If you say, well, that was just God, just doing, doing what God does. Like, no, no, this was... This this was a, a guy also doing the will of God. Yeah, you know, not his will, yeah. but he prays this in the garden, right? And right. Like, that's what you say. Like he's having this prayer with the Father, mm-hmm. and he's actually saying, "Take this cup from me." So, no offense, either Jesus is schizophrenic in that moment, right? Or you're going to cheapen it by saying, "Well," and so so I do think there is a I think there is a truth that now. I think you are absolutely right to say, "Who am I to question anybody's salvation?" But I do think that that brings up a very Mm-hmm. If the spirit is, conv- I mean, let's go to the third of the Trinity. If the spirit is convicting you and saying, "Hey, you might not believe in the Jesus you thought you believed in, because the Jesus you need to believe in is this guy," I think you got to follow that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus, didn't we do all of these very charismatic things in your name? Right. You know, and he says, "But I, but I never knew, knew you." you. You right. know, and so like there's oh dang that hits on a different level with mm. oneness, right? Holy cow! So and I'm not and I'm I really appreciate the grace and um, 
graciousness that you're showing. Right. You know, and, and I'm right there with you. Like, I'm never going to say that somebody that goes to this church or is a part of this denomination right. is not saved. That's between you and Jesus. Right. You know, <laughs> we don't get to say that. No. Right. We well, yeah. don't get to say that. Yeah. yeah you know. um, but at the same time, I think I would say if you're in one of these positions, if you're in a church like this or you're into modalism or you're into oneness, you need to really consider that and consider why. Mm-hmm. And and you can't look necessarily to some of the signs or the moves of God to say, well, I was a part of this move of God. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore I must be saved. The Bible's very clear. That's not that's not the fruit by which you judge your salvation. Mm-hmm. You know. So um anyway. Well, yeah, and the the thing that I remember so much is um again you talked about you know, sure. easy grace. Or, right, right, right. And that that was something that was always talked about, you know, oh, they believe in once saved, always saved, mm-hmm. easy grace, you can do whatever. But I was raised where, you know, I was scared if I didn't repent for every little thing. Sure, yeah. sure. If something happened, I was going to hell. Or if mm-hmm. the rapture happened, I mean, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, nobody was home and I woke up from a nap <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Finally, here it is. I knew it was coming. You know, I, I, I shouldn't have put on those shorts. I was a, when I was a kid once and my brother and I were the only ones home and like, I think something happened with like the washing machine and it made this really like weird, loud, like, and I was like, are those the trumpets? So, but yeah, and and it's not, again, it's not my place to judge. I still, if any of them hear this, I still have my entire mom's side of the family is, is in a oneness Pentecostal church. Sure. Um, It's, it's no secret. My brother-in-law is the pastor of the church I grew up in. My (laughs) sister, my sister is his, you know, the pastor's wife. So um, I love all those people and, and I just want them to think these same questions that I had. And really examine examine what what they believe. Yeah. Um, but back to when I was feel like I was actually saved. Mm-hmm. Like I actually I had a moment, and, and I'm not saying you have to have a moment to be, you know. But I was walking down the street. I know exactly where it was, Magnolia, right in front of the Missouri School for the Blind. And I was listening to a debate between a Trinitarian and a Oneness preacher. And the Trinitarian brought up John 17. And one of the ways I always heard it explained was it is the human side because Jesus is fully human, fully God, praying to the divinity, mm-hmm. not schizophrenia. Right, right, right. And that's a lot of how they would explain a right. lot of the, the things that happened. Sure. Um, but he asked about specifically about John seventeen five, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but depending on which translation, it says. Jesus praying to the Father, restore with me the glory I had before creation or prior to creation. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, if that's the divinity or the humanity praying to the divinity, who had that glory before creation? Right. And that was just a question I could no longer answer. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, like my eyes are opening up. Like the sky, mm-hmm. it, it was dusk, but the sky just seemed brighter. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that may sound a little corny, but it's so vivid in my mind. And I, I just stopped and I just prayed and, and said, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't believe in you Mm -hmm. as, as who you are. Um, Katie was still going. Uh, she still would have told you for the first little bit that she was an atheist. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It was Mother's Day, so we started Easter. <laughs> Mother's Day, uh, our pastor preached a sermon about the weaker vessel, and I thought, oh, oh boy, we are done. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I thought, there's no way she's going back after Mother's Day. <laughs> um, but he put it very, sure. very well. Like, I, you know, uh, you know, I think the, the thing I remember was, you know, he used the example, would you use the same thing? Uh, a thermos that a guy would take to work as you would crystal goblets. Like mm. it's just a different vessel. And, and I still remember that. Yeah. Um, but so many things that God put into our lives at that time um, spoke to both of us. Uh, we were talking about homeschooling, mm-hmm. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, and the homeschooling group that Katie had already checked into was Christian-based, because I don't think there's a whole lot of other homeschooling groups. No. It's pretty popular, yeah. No, it's either Christian or survival-based. So you're either, either way, you're learning about the You're apocalypse. getting a Bible or a bunker, one of the two, yeah. <laughs> um, either way, you're ready for the end, all right? But she went that fall, he was four, mm-hmm. for, for like an informational meeting, and two of the pastor's wives were part of this mm. group already, and we had no oh, idea. That's awesome. Yeah, um, awesome. Just a lot of little things like that I could talk about all night, but, you know, it was just the place that God put us that we felt uh, or, or had the, the right environment to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the, the pastor, he, he's actually went with the other part of the church that's on the Metro East side now. Uh, he was he was so instrumental in speaking to me because he had a charismatic background. Mm-hmm. And, and we could really uh, talk a lot more uh, fully. Um, anyway... I could talk for like six more hours about this. So <laughs> try to speed it along. Uh, Katie did become a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on, I, I was, I was baptized when I was, I think 12 mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And at that time I thought that was for salvation. Like, sure. you know, if you don't get baptized, like I, I spoke in tongues and I knew I wanted to get baptized because if I died in between that and, you know, like I was now <laughs> accountable. Only got, you only got half. Oh my gosh. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. was a real thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was like, you know, I, I understood what I believe now is that baptism is just something that you do in obedience. It right. doesn't, the act doesn't actually. Right. right. Yes. And I was like, I want to be, I want to be baptized again. Mm-hmm. And Katie, the same thing, you know, she was baptized as a Catholic right. baby, probably, I think. And yeah, the sprinkle, the <laughs> yeah. sprinkle, yes. And so, um, we planned it, uh, to be the same weekend as my son's birthday party, because I did want to invite my parents and they are oh, in Wisconsin. Sure. And, and, and I didn't want to invite them to try to rub it in their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope we've never talked about this. Mm-hmm. So if they hear this, it's going to be the first time. <laughs> That's good. You don't want to rub your baptism <laughs> in anybody's face. That's but, always a good but thing. But I, yeah. I, I did invite them and I, sure. I wrote them a letter and, and I explained why I believe the way I believe mm-hmm. now. And um, it was an amazing day. Uh, we both were baptized and I'm now a very active member of the church, been there for seven years. And, uh, the, the work that God has done in Katie's life is amazing as well. And I'm not going to talk about a lot of her, you know, her life. Again, she told me I could say anything. (laughs) Let's test it out. No. Um, well, maybe, maybe she wants to come on next time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, I do have to one. So, uh, just going to the church for the first time. This is another one of these like crazy, like God just had things lined up and, I went to, I, I'm a very outgoing person and Katie mm-hmm. is not. So mm-hmm. 
I volunteered to go hand out invitations to our kids camp that summer. Mm -hmm. And I got paired up with a, a mother that had her children because we're in South City. Not that it's dangerous, but they didn't want like a single woman walking around, sure. like knocking on doors or anything. And I, after meeting her um, and she had two kids, I'm like, this, this is the woman that my wife is just going to like be friends with. Sure. Yeah. Um, long story short, I like badgered her into coming to the meal after the, it's like, you gotta come have the free Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, of course it's Chick-fil-A, right? That changes everything. Yeah. yeah. You had me at free, but I was excited at Chick-fil-A. Um, right. I was like, you have to meet this lady. You're going to love her. You know, we, no, I don't want to. We're texting back and forth. And she came and, and met her. They are now best friends. It's the woman that she was supposed to be camping with this week. Oh no. Um, but the funny thing is when our son was born, we lived in a, a three, no, six apartment building. And we had a neighbor on Aaron's bedroom wall mm -hmm. and they would play music, Christian music late at night and wake mm -hmm. him up. And mm -hmm. Katie at the time was so against Christian. I hate this person that's playing loud mm -hmm. Christian music. And then Aaron would cry. And mm -hmm. turns out this was the same couple. We are now going to try. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. They lived this far away from us, and we never really interacted. That's funny. But it's like God was just putting these people in our lives over and over and over again. Anyway. Yeah. Um, was it good tooth and nail bands, or was it just like... Or was it like Bethel? Yeah. 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 Right. Toy, I love you, but... Uh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I did take her husband to the King's Kaleidoscope concert oh, okay. last Good. night. So yeah. I'm they need, we need to, to teach them. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's really what this podcast is about: educating <laughs> yeah. on on the real roots of Christian worship. <laughs> yeah. Was tooth and nail. Tooth and nail. <laughs> yes, I know yeah. you do that. It, yeah. it, actually, he did. Andrew asked me last night on the way out of the concert. He's like, "How do you know so much about '90s music?" I was like, "Because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> I grew up in the '90s." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I could listen to this because I could say, but mom, they're mom, Christian. They're Christian. That's right. They're Christian. And there was no. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's living sacrifice. Funny. They're yeah. Christian. Mom. That's yeah. right. Anyway. Um, oh, living sacrifice. So, yeah. So getting back to that, like, I just am blown away every time I look back at how many people God put in my life or our lives, mm -hmm. actually, to help just show us his love, right? Yeah. show us his grace. Um, our church has become more liturgical in the last, since the, the division. And like, I wouldn't have stuck around if our church was like it is now. Mm -hmm. I, I've said this to many people. It's not a secret. Mm -hmm. and, like if, you know, we, we have a couple of uh, confessions and creeds we say mm -hmm. every week mm -hmm. and it just would have like scared me away. Mm -hmm. Now, every time I say those words, mm -hmm. every time I take, Sorry. Every time I take communion, I just think of all the things that he brought me through and mm -hmm. all of the things that, you know, I could have just been stuck in, in my ways or, or even lost, you know, like right. if I had a choice, I would go back to being Pentecostal before I go back to what I was partying. Right, right. Like <laughs> yeah. I was still lost, but right. I wasn't in danger of losing my life every other weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just think of that and the gravity of that and his grace is so amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's really kind of my story. I, I don't have a whole lot more um, mm -hmm. to it, but any questions I'm open to. Or... Uh, you know, not, not, not more, not more yet until it's, it's being written. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I could talk about a lot of things that have happened since, you know, in the last four years, but um, it's just, 
I just, my biggest hope that, that me telling this story can either encourage people to realize that even if they put a little bit into somebody's life, that that, that could be very impactful to mm-hmm. them. And also, if you are in a place where you have questions, mm-hmm. ask those questions. Even yes. the, even myself, like mm-hmm. I still ask questions all yes. the time. 100%, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know you guys have mentioned that on, on the podcast before. Um, Thanks you know, for listening again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad someone is. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I meant to say this earlier, but one of the things that always made me question uh, what I believed earlier was Jeff. Mm-hmm. Oh, on the cross. Yes. Jeff on the cross. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff. See, Jeff, well, and here's, in all seriousness, Jeff does create a stumbling block. So I actually asked a Pentecostal person one time, and I, I want you guys to go on record knowing I love Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I love the spirit they bring and the excitement they bring. Don't always agree with them, but yeah. I do consider them brothers of the faith. Now, they may not consider me that, but that's okay. We, we, we can be cordial. We'll get there. But but one of the things that I did ask was, was so you, you go back to the requirements of being saved, baptism and speaking in tongues. Right, that's a, that's a pretty Pentecostal thing. And one of the things, again, I, I believe both of those things are, are. I believe in baptism, and I do believe in the power that it is, but the ritual that it is. Uh, I also believe in the, in the truth of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, and the gifts of the Spirit. So, so we can agree that you now how things flesh out from there. I don't go as far as they go, but I always ask, well, what about the thief on the cross? Right? Here's an example of Jesus turns to Jeff and says. <laughs> And says, today you will be with, today I tell you the truth, you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not a liar. We know that. Yeah. Um, and and we know that Jesus also doesn't give false hope. If he says it's going to happen, it will happen. And so so I always say, if they weren't, they weren't ever baptized. I mean, he doesn't get off the cross. He doesn't, Jeff is stuck. Like he's yeah. stuck. And then he dies. And we, we even took it to a different level, which is not only does Jeff... It stuck. He watches Jesus die. That is his. That is yeah. his testimony of faith. Is he defends a man who then dies in front of him. Yeah. But as far as we know, he doesn't recant because Jesus wouldn't promise something that he mm-hmm. can't deliver. Yep. Uh, so so Jeff makes it, and so I'm like, well, how did Jeff make it? Yeah. And I'm I kid you not. This is something someone once told me. Well, he was baptized when it rained. It rained. The the it, the, the, the skies opened up and 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 it rained. And I was like. Well, that's a new one. Yeah, and then that brings me. <laughs> and I and I, I remember I said to them, I said, well, okay, if if it did rain, I mean, I, it probably could have. Said so the skies opened up. That brings into the question of, first off, do you need to be alive to bap- be baptized? B, do you need to be realizing you're being baptized? I mean, there's a that brings yeah. up now now the whole doctrine of baptism. And so, but I think that that's the wow. that's the slippery slope. And he didn't speak in tongues either. Though. No, no, he never spoke. I mean, as far as we know, he never spoke. Right, in tongues. or at least it's, it's not recorded. Yeah, not, not yeah. And so, so, but I say all that to say, questions are never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. What's bad is actually not answering your questions. But what's even worse is answering your questions with man's words. It's mm-hmm. God's word that transforms things. It's the yes. Bible is where where if we can encourage you, and all three of us, I'm sure would all say this, if you're having questions, obviously talk to somebody because they can help. Yeah. But if they don't point you to the Bible mm-hmm. and say this is where the answers are, don't listen to them. <laughs> I'm sorry, just being, being nice, yeah. okay? You know, yeah. like, yeah. I, I would say, though, if you're asking questions to be divisive because you've already made up your mind about something, which is a different thing than what mm-hmm. we've been talking sure. about. Sure. Like, check your heart. You right. Know, make sure you're you're truly, genuinely wanting to bring unity. 
right with who you're talking to. You if know? you don't really want to know the truth, don't ask. If yeah. you just want to prove something wrong and wear flip-flops because flip-flops are the shoes you want to wear, don't ask why you can't wear flip-flops, all right? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I actually, kind of like me with uh, Cardinals fans, I, I've actually had a, have a guy at my church that we've de- we've agreed not to talk about baseball That's in any way just because I am that guy when it comes to baseball. I ask questions or say things just to be decisive. Yeah, whatever does not strike so, at sports but, and the roots of sports, we let think and but, think. Yeah, no, that's a that's, great point. Yeah. Like, you, if you come at it, like, I come at that argument, the, sure. the cardinal argument, sure. with a very biased, like, trying to tear down something <laughs> that, that he believes. It's not an honest question. It's, it's not an easy a, way to, to def- this well, year especially, you oh, can really show that, too. We were talking about this before we started recording, too. We have a mutual acquaintance who will occasionally put things on their social media that are, like, begging the question or... Mm-hmm that you know that they don't even believe that Christians believe that, but it fits their narrative, mm-hmm. so they're putting it out there to try not to necessarily um, convince somebody of something. Yeah. The, the only thing they're trying to convince is that they are hip, intelligent, and in the know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like, if that's the spirit you're coming from on it, you're, you're never going to grow any which way. Right. You yeah. know, but if you come with it the right spirit and you're asking the questions that are meaningful and you're asking them for the right reasons, even if you don't get a specific answer right away, there's going to be some connection. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, and and I think I mentioned it before we actually started uh, talking on the podcast. Um, One of the things that was the biggest eye opener to me when I started going to the church I'm at is what Trinitarians actually believe. Mm. Oh yeah. Kind of like you were saying, this guy will put things on, on the internet or whatever that Christians don't actually believe. But I was Mm -hmm. taught a lot of things that, you know, Trinitarians don't actually believe that. And it's just, it's, yeah, it was tough for me to overcome some of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think that's something, whether you're talking about, you know, interdenominationalism Mm -hmm. or you're talking about different faiths or you're talking about, you know, the quote unquote lack of faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't really believe there is such a thing, but that's another topic. (laughs) Right, that's still faith. Right, yeah, yeah. You, You have to respect what somebody's believing. There's, um... There's okay. There's an old Stavesaker song. <laughs> Here we go. Tooth and nail. Here we go. And this is on this the, is the abs- album Absolutes. It's a. I think it's, the song's called Colt Forty Five. He says you. Mm. He makes this comment. You wouldn't ask me to turn uh, turn my back on anything if you believed that I believed, right? And for whatever reason, that lyric always stuck with me mm-hmm. as a way to approach other people. Approach them as if they believe what they say they believe. Sure. Don't approach them like they're they, they don't actually believe it or they're just foolish or they're just stupid or they're just whatever uh, but approach them like they believe that this is the truth right and if you do that and you show them respect you might get to a place where you can show them what the truth really is yeah. right you know our job is not to be right like i mean like that's god like god is yeah. right and like our our job is to simply love people towards truth yeah mm-hmm. like and i think that now, and it's important to say this because this is dangerous in this world, like God's truth, not our truth, but mm-hmm. God's truth. But I think that that's like, I, I go into these conversations, if I were having, like, my job is not to prove to you anything. Like my, right. my job is to to hear where you're at, to lovingly respond in the way Jesus would respond and to, to point you back to the scriptures. Because mm-hmm. like I said, my, my biggest thing is I've been, I've been in sermons or services where I've heard sermons and it might be one scripture and it's not even, they're saying some stuff and I'm like, Ooh, that scripture does not say that. Maybe read the next verse, buddy. Like, you know, and so it's, it's, it's those things that I say, if, 
if you cannot back it up with the Bible, you can't back it up. Yeah. Right. You know, especially with no Cardinals baseball may be a little different, but especially with matters of faith and existence. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's not to belittle people's beliefs. And I think that that's the world we live in today, too, is yeah. is in spite of everything that Ethan said here, he's not belittling where he's come from. Right. He's just realized something that has deepened his walk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, too, to understand for listeners and watchers out there, like, Ethan never left the faith. In a lot of ways, the faith left him. And But I don't mean, like, the faith is in, like, the faith in Jesus, but, like, the Christians pushed him away. Mm-hmm. And he was he was kind of like the woman uh, who's been bleeding all of her life and just trying to touch the cloth of Jesus, and everyone's pushing her out of the way. Not to make you a woman. I mean, you do have long hair now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but I think that that's, I think that's a testament to say, like, this is a dude who, yeah, he's, he screwed up. He did some, we all do those things, right? You know, right. We, we all, we all sin and fall short of the glory of the Lord. That's, that's biblical. But, but he's still a guy that was still chasing after Christ saying, like, mm-hmm. I just want to touch your garment, like the real you. And it turns out maybe he was trying to touch somebody else's garment for a while, but he's like, yeah. I finally, and then he finally does. And I think it's really cool to hear your, the resolve of your story, even though it's still being written, but like the last seven years, because not only did God redeem you, God's redeemed your family, your wife, yes. your children. And that's, you know, that's God amazing. just doesn't do half. He does holes. And I think that that's a cool thing. Man. That is a, that is an amazing thing. And I think that's, um, Not to say Catholics aren't real Christians. I just want to go on the record. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Right. Just, but, just but, in case but, someone's like, oh, right. oh, because yeah. yeah. But, but she wasn't Catholic anymore. She no. was atheist. Right, she was atheist. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so something that you said, though, um, earlier on that like really resonates with me is you, you made a comment about like when you went through that period of pursuing the ministry and going to the, you know, well, I went to the college and I joined the church and I submitted to the authority of the church and I got married and I was... Mm-hmm. I was doing everything the way I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you were a perfect person, but you followed the steps. You followed the plan. You right. formulated. Yeah. You followed that formula. My, my youth pastors, you know, both did the same thing. They went to you know, similar Bible colleges and and then became youth pastors and then became pastors. And exactly like yeah. that. This is the this is the way it's supposed to go. And so often in our lives, when things don't work out to our plan. It's so easy to walk away and and be done with it. And to a degree you you kind of were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're like, look, I'm I'm gonna compartmentalize that side of myself for a while and I'm gonna go out drinking, I'm gonna buy my shorts and we're right. gonna have a good time. <laughs> I'm gonna da- I'm gonna get a daiquiri and put some shorts on. <laughs> yeah. Woo, I'm gonna live some life. Yeah. The first drink was actually a fuzzy name. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I was living on the end. That's right. <laughs> No, there there is something, and it actually just came up a couple nights ago when I was talking with some some uh, one of my pastors and some friends from church. But there was a uh, another tooth and nail band, uh, David Bazan, Pedro, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Pedro oh, the yeah. Lion, Pedro the Lion. Oh yeah, we know. And his first pa- album, patron saint of deconstructionists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. His, his album, Curse Your Branches, when he was questioning his faith, mm-hmm. he has a line in the song. I think it's in Stitches that says. It's like a ship who has killed its captain, but can still hear his voice. Hmm. And that's when I heard that. I was going through that period of. I remember not... you a big David Bazan fan. I remember him <laughs> I was, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I've seen him in concert more than probably anybody. But um, I actually skipped this last one because he has just gone too far for me. I, I can't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but I felt like that the whole time. Like you said, like I, I felt like I had tried to kill the captain of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but I still heard that voice. I still, mm-hmm. God never 
stop speaking into my life. Man, but and I'm so grateful that you kept hearing that voice. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think you know we we've kind of talked about this with legalism and with all of this. Like you can't formulate salvation and you can't formulate no a plan. God's plan mm-hmm. needs to unfold, mm-hmm. and He's going to do things in ways. And I you can see it happening to like throughout your story. Like when you did all of the formula, nothing worked, mm-hmm. right? Like your wife left you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not to. But <laughs> not to just take yeah. that knife a little bit farther. Than but yeah. it was, it was, obviously it was for the for the best. But then when you got to a place where you were like, I'm now in a surrender moment. I'm now surrendered to Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He brought your proper wife, mm-hmm. you know, and and then reconciled her. Mm-hmm. And like what? Uh, and and it wasn't because like you you said this. It wasn't because you convinced her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you worked at it and said the right things and did. You just showed her who Jesus was through your actions, right? Which is what the Bible says. Yeah, it says that when you when you are stuck in an unbeliever situation of marriage, be the best witness you can. And yeah, you somehow managed to trick her into thinking that Christians are very socially inept people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and that's actually something that I I have to remind myself all the time right. too, because right. it doesn't stop. And no, yeah. like I still have to be that. Same, you always do that yeah. same husband, and I fail at it constantly. We all and we all and I and I thank God that I have a wife that is so forgiving. Right, but so. isn't that exactly what they're trying to capture right. in those movements? It's that is holiness. Right, mm-hmm. surrendering to Christ, putting others before yourself. Right, yeah, that is holiness. Right, you yeah. know, and that's. Um, it's such a great testimony. I'm I'm really grateful that you had the time to share this with us. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate even it. amidst of all of the changes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And can I just go on record by saying when you said earlier, this just brought like a whole new side of legalism to me. The Mandalorian when they say. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> I'm suddenly like, whoa! Is, why, this, is this like, is this like some strange commentary on legalistic Christians? Well, this is why he doesn't like the Cardinals because it's the Cardinal, Cardinal way. way. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and you yeah. see how that? Yeah. 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 Look, look where that way has gotten us. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, well, eleven championships, but that's. <laughs> I digress. We'll get you on with Tommy at some point. <laughs> oh, they just have a debate about it. Yeah, have a debate about yeah. the Cardinals of the Cubs. <laughs> oh, oh man, Ethan, thank you so much for yeah, thanks, buddy, for yeah. being on here. I want to just give you the last um, the last moment here. If there's anything else you want to say, if there's any lasting things that you you know, and and just so you know, if it's a if it's something touching, Brandon will immediately ruin it. But I will certainly but take feel care free. of it for you. Feel I was free. actually thinking I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. Um, I would just say I, I I kind of already said it. Just, just we talked about it a lot. Always have those proper questions and look for them in the right answer or yeah. the answers in the right place, which is scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, have loving conversations, whether you are a believer or not a believer. Mm-hmm. When you have those loving conversations with, with each other, you start to start to, you know, find that place where you, you have disagreements and agreements. Um, you know, I love you guys' podcast, and I love some of the, some of the things. <laughs> uh, 
you know, you, you joke about, you know, head coverings or, you know, oh, women, yeah. women yeah. being submissive yeah. and things like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we can, we can laugh about that stuff because those things, that, that's another thing I didn't understand was like, we call them open-handed, closed-handed issues at our church, but mm-hmm. like, don't be so like dismissive of somebody just because they have a little bit different belief. I, I, I think I have some different beliefs than, than both of you. Sure, sure. But I still look at you as brothers and still want to have those discussions and, and be open and uh, and let God use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well said. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll play ourselves out of this with some more beautiful drums. Mm. This is one guy that's not deconstructing these days. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>